forward button. This is in 1 Timothy chapter 4. I think it is my belief as we began talking this morning, even before I turned this thing on record here, everyone in their right mind can sense spiritually something is about to happen, something huge. Our country, the world is turned on its ear. Everything that we see is somehow distorted. The abnormal has become the normal. The insane has become commonplace. Insanity in our culture, insanity in families, insanity in people's mindsets has become the the absolutism of the world that we're living in, the right thing to do. When websites, as Jessica brought up, the website's name about tearing DC down, shut down DC, when someone can put a website like that on the internet and it not be dealt with by the government or it not be looked at as a terroristic organization... Um, is insane. Uh, never seen a time like this when the country is under siege. Okay? And it's under siege by people who want to cause the abnormal to be the new normal. Okay? And I'm not even talking about a particular, a particular race of people. I'm just saying in general... That people want to take the freedom that we have and turn it into a communist society, which would ultimately be ran by a dictator. But spiritually speaking, these things are happening because of the spiritual side of man. The things that you're seeing taking place in our culture, this vote that we're getting ready to have for president, is absolutely spiritual in nature. There is nothing carnal about this at all. You have two distinct people, and and each represents one of the crossroads that we have to take. We will take one. Okay. We are on a road that wise... One's going one way, one's going the other. And we're going to go one or the other way. And we know that everything that physically happens in this world is because of the spiritual condition of people's hearts. Listen, when it comes to faith, people can say all kinds of things that they believe in. I've heard more people tell me that they're a Christian in my ministry that the Lord's given me than I could ever sit here and count. But when the chips are down and when it comes to living life, their life and the way that they live does not represent Christianity. What I'm saying is, you live how you really are in your spirit. That's how you live. That's what you do. What you do 
represents the condition of your heart. Because I can say that as a biblical, on a biblical foundation and principle and authority. It says, a man's treasure, a man's heart will be where his treasure is. Whatever it is that captivates you, whatever it is that you live for, that is who you are. You can deceive yourself all the day long if that's what you want to do. You can say that you're a Christian. You can say that you're, you're going to heaven. But let me tell you, if you live like a demon, there's a demon in your heart, so to speak. If you live evil, evil is what guides you and where your heart's at. If you live for Christ, if Jesus Christ is in your heart, you will live as Galatians chapter 5 says, where there is peace, purity, love, temperance, meekness, goodness, faithfulness, all these things will exist within you. But in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, I want to read this to you now that you have this mindset and you understand that people live how they believe. Preachers get up and preach all kinds of fuzzy sermons all the time to a bunch of people who, who think that just making themselves live right is good enough. That is not right. Your heart has to be right. Okay? But people, people whose spiritual condition of their hearts is what's making the world the way that it is right now. Now there is a warfare back beyond all that. If you could look at the world's people, if the world's people was, was lined up in one big line side by side, okay? If you looked back beyond them, Somebody's coming in. If you look back beyond them and you was able to see behind them, you would see a spiritual army back here of good and evil that controls people. Okay? That controls peop what people do. Let me just put it like this. Let's bring it down to where we are at, okay? Let's bring this down to where you and I all live at. Me, Linda, Jessica, Nijay, Rich and Shelley, Grandma, Aunt Kathy, love you, Betty. Pat, Emily, Tammy, Brenda coming in. Let me just tell you guys, let me put it to you like this. Behind you is a spiritual force that commands you. The Bible says that you are not your own, that you've been bought with a price. Understand that. Let me just tell you this. Jesus said it like this. Jesus looked at some of the Pharisees and evil people of his day, and this is what he said. You are of your father. Who? Come on, somebody tell me. The devil. Okay. Every person 
Every person alive has a force behind them that compels them forward. Understand that. Every single person has behind them a spiritual force that commands their life and influences their decision-making and what they do with their lives. Every person does. The question is, is which one controls you? Now you think about that. This is why if you look at the scripture, the Bible says this, let a man examine himself and see if he is of the faith. What does this examination entail? How do I examine myself and see if I am of the faith? If you are of the faith, if you're of the faith, hello guys, how are you? Good to see you, Brenda. If you're of the faith, we're in 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm just starting. If you're of the faith, you'll be able to look at your life and determine what force behind you compels you to live how you live. Galatians chapter 5 tells you both the evil and the good. Okay? Let me read this to you. Because I've referenced it now twice. And I'm going to read Galatians chapter 5 before I read 1 Timothy for you guys. And I want you to hear this. Every person can say that they're a Christian in this world. And most of the people today, even probably the people that's doing the rioting are saying there, there's probably a bunch of them that says they're Christians. Okay? Which is nuts. But let me just read this to you. It says this, so what I've said leading up to this is Jesus told the people of his day, evil people, he said, you are of your father, the, and then we know that when we get saved, who becomes our father? God, right? So there's two commanding forces behind every person in this life. One is your leader. And one's behind you pushing you forward to live and to influence you in that way of living. If evil reigns in your heart, if it is evil that is within you, you can deceive yourself and say that you're a Christian when you are not. So when the Bible says, let a man examine himself and see if he's of the faith, look at the criteria of the examination. Paul told the Galatian church this. He said, the acts of the flesh are obvious. The flesh defined is everything that is opposite and contentious with God. If these exist within you, this is satanic. The devil's your daddy. Okay? Listen. Sexual immorality, number one. Impurity and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. You say, well, I don't have an 
idol. I don't make an idol. Oh, your people make idols out of all kinds of things. Do you bow down to a statue? There are a lot of religions that have you bow down and kiss kiss a ring or bow down to a statue or there's a lot of people that wear something that they believe is some kind of a of a totem that brings them some sort of good luck let me tell you the cross is an emblem that a lot of people wear there's nothing wrong with that but i'm not saying that that cross is going to save my life the cross is actually an emblem of suffering and shame to a criminal who was considered to be society's worst do you see A cross as an emblem cannot save you. It's he who hung upon it that God raised from the dead is who saves you. Okay? Listen to this. Hatred. These are all acts of the devil. These are all attributes and characteristics in the heart of someone who has not no relationship with Jesus. Discord. Jealousy. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, dividing yourself up and being hateful, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Paul says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Period. Okay? Now, but then he goes on to say this. But these are the fruits of of a person's heart whose compelling force behind them is Jesus Christ. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He goes, against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, which in verse 19, he says the acts of the flesh. All those things that I read first should be crucified in you. They should be dead and gone, buried with the old you. And it says, those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And then he goes, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another and causing each other to sin. So you see, setting this up, there are two types of people in the world, only really two. There's only two. The saved and the unsaved. Because there's only one way to heaven. There's not many ways. There's one. And there's two types of people. Those who's going and those who's not. Period. That's all there is to it. That is not my gospel. Thank God it's not Brother Jay. I'm just a UPS man delivering it to you. Okay? Now listen to what the scripture says. Paul, who was the greatest of the the apostles, I tell you. Listen at what he said. To the young pastor Timothy, Paul was imprisoned and he knew his life was about to end. And he was thinking within himself, man, what am I going to do? God has called me to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. 
and to keep the church going. What am I going to do? I'm about to die. Who am I going to pass this on to that they can keep the purity of the gospel? Because already, as you know, on Wednesday nights, we've been talking about the Judaizers who was coming in and perverting the gospel of Jesus Christ and saying that you had to be keep the, the law plus Jesus. That you had to keep all the feasts and keep doing all the temple law and believe in Jesus. And Paul said, that is not right. They are false teachers. They are false prophets. How could you ever be so perverted so quickly by someone claiming such a thing? Jesus Christ is the only sacrifice, the Lamb of God. Faith in Him can only produce justification and those that go to heaven. They had accused Paul of simplifying the gospel just to get the, the Gentiles to believe. And he fought for it and said, I'm not trying to please man. I'm trying to please God. Okay? So here we are. He's in prison. What am I going to do? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is it going to be lost and gone forever? Timothy, let's just put your name in this. Brenda, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. You can put your name right here, and my name too, and everybody's name in here. Just put your name there. Because Paul wrote this to you too. Pastor Jay, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Spirits? What do you mean? I don't consult spirits, Pastor Jay. I don't go to tarot card readers. I don't do that kind of thing. The spirits are the preachers bringing a message that is influenced by a spirit. When I stand in the pulpit, I bring the gospel via the Holy Spirit to you. You can back up everything that I preach to you in the Bible. What you think, I don't care. I'm just going to be honest with you. What God thinks and what the Scripture says is what's important. I can tell you a million ways for you to be a good person and make this world's wealth your own. And be the Joel Osteen of your life. And be a false prophet and assign my place in hell. But that is not what I'm going to do. The Spirit says that in latter times it's going to be perilous. There's going to be deceiving people following deception and deceiving spirits. And things taught by demons. Such teachings comes through hypocritical liars. Hypocritical liars is this. Someone who will stand in the pulpit and preach you one thing while they go and pick your pocket and live something else. Why they claim that we need this money, money for this and that and all the while they're buying a new yacht. And through the promises that they make to these people who are deceived and follow these demons, they shut down the local church like this where the help really comes from. All a part of Satan's plan. 
Listen to this. Such teachers come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. What this means, and I'm going to pluck this apart from you like a Thanksgiving turkey. What this means is a seared conscience is a, is a person's conscience that no longer works. It's been cauterized. When your conscience is wounded, it should bring to you a sense of affliction. It should bring conviction to you. When you do something wrong, it should bother you. And it should cause you to repent and ask for forgiveness. But if your conscience is seared over with a hot iron, you can do evil and it not bother you. My prayer for the church of Jesus Christ and even this little church right here is that your conscience would be well intact. And that every little thing that's dirty and evil would sear would, 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 would be, bring conviction upon you. And, and not, not allow you to cauterize it and seal it over to where you don't feel. You know, they can go into your spine and they can go into your nervous system and they can sear off certain nerve endings to where you no longer feel pain. And they always talk about how dangerous that is because if they sear off something and you can't feel something jabbing into you, that can be very dangerous. Well, the same spiritually speaking, if your conscience is seared over and you no longer feel the effects of evil or wrongdoing in your heart, brothers and sisters, you're a walking dead person. God put that in you for a reason. To keep you from doing wrong things. And to allow the Holy Spirit to smack you and guide you back to a place that He wants you to be. A place that will take you back to God. This is what it says. They forbid people to marry. Now this is part of what I'm, what I'm going to talk to you about today. I have got, and I know I'm not going to make it, but I, and this might be a multiple sermon thing. I've got 101 end time prophecies for you that I picked out through the Bible. I know I'm not going to make it. But I'm just telling you right here before me in these notes right here, I've got over 100 prophecies that talk, talk about this day that we're living in right now that are all going on or have happened right now. That proves the day and the time that we're living in. Okay. And this is one of them. But it says here. So in these latter times, part of this end time prophecy is there's going to be people with no conscience. People with no, no ability to, to, to feel conviction for wrongdoing. A hard people, a calloused people that have no heart, that don't mind going down and tearing down buildings and killing people and setting stuff on fire. And it doesn't bother them one bit to shoot you and to kill you. Okay? And then there's going to be people that's listening to doctrines of demons and following deceitful spirits, false preachers and false teachers. And then there's going to be right here, there's so many right here, 
And it says here, they forbid people to marry. Listen, what kind of a church do you guys know of a particular religion that has done this? I can tell you some. A religion that forbids its priests to marry? You know, back here, this was unheard of at this time. But in the end times, there would be a religion that would tell its priests and people that they shouldn't marry. Listen at this one. And then, and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created. I could tell you that same religion that forbids people to marry and that also tells people only eat this on Friday and abstain from eating this. And then there's religions out there that's going vegan and nobody wants to shoot a deer, which I'm getting ready to do and I will enjoy every bite of it. That I'm a member of people, or PETA, people eating tasty animals. People say, well, Pastor Jay, how could you kill that beautiful deer out there? I say, I put the crosshairs on his heart and I pull the trigger. And then I go and take my knife and split him open and I stick my hands up into his chest cavity and I slit his throat and I put my finger in his esophagus and I pull it out. And then I hang the thing in the barn and I skin it down and I quarter it up and I eat it gleefully. There's nothing like a set of them mouth-watering, lip-smacking backstraps Marinated and zesty Italian salad dressing on the grill. That's just me. I thank God every time I eat that beautiful thing. And that God put it there for all that little fuzzy rabbit. Love them things. But listen. He says they forbid people to marry. And then they tell them, they order them to abstain from certain foods which God uh, created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. You're supposed to, as a believer, listen at what it says, you're supposed to do that because that's honoring God. It shows that you're thankful to God because you're taking from what God supplied you to eat. And when you abstain from it, what you're doing is poking God in the eye saying, well, I shouldn't eat that. Well, why shouldn't you? God made it. So you're you're saying God's wrong? So God made a mistake? That's why you should hunt and eat and take of everything of the earth and that there's nothing unclean because you know why? My Father in heaven made it. And he said, with the prayer of thanksgiving, everything is sanctified. So there is no more Jewish dietary law. Whether it's a pig, and I think I might have seen a boar on my game camera. If I see him, I'm going to have bacon. I'm going to eat him. Because that is the way of things. And the way that God said it should be. People says, well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to eat that stuff. They think that chicken patty fell from the sky in the form of a breaded patty that will fit nicely on the bun. Somebody had to kill a chicken. Somebody like me. That hamburger you like to eat every now and again, that was a living, mooing cow. 
Ain't that something? People think that. You know, you walk into Texas Roadhouse and there's all them steaks in there. They think that steak was just something somebody come up with. No, that sucker was walking around eating not long ago. Thank God. Thank God that we no longer have the dietary law. He told Peter to do, kill, and eat. Listen to this. Everything that is being taught in these last days, you know, this vegan move, move, movement, these religions that teach you shouldn't marry, abstain from doing these certain things, this is all anti-God. People don't look at it. They think, well, it's a better way of living. You should, eat, you should drink soy milk. You should drink something that man created. It's much better for you. No, no, it's not. You don't have to just eat fish on Friday. Salmon's good anytime. Love that stuff. Man, I'm just, I'm just trying to... There's so many things that the end time peoples would be... And we're, we're right here in the middle of it. Listen to this. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Listen to what Paul says to the people. And, and, and listen, I'm going to put my name in there. Pastor J, verse 6. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Who's going hunting? <laughs> Just one of us. There's one saved person in here. It says here, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Listen, nourished on the truths of faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Listen, have nothing to do with godless myths or old wives tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all people and especially of those who believe. Command, he says, and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but, set, but be an example for the believers in speech and conduct, love, faith, and in purity. And until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of the Scriptures, to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect the gift which is given to you, to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and those that hear you. Paul said, I have to teach this to you. Because people are so jacked up and they're stinking thinking. People are listening to stuff that are fables. Okay? 31 minutes of preaching and 15 seconds. I've not even hit one of my prophecies yet. Tammy says I talk too much, or at least I think that's what she said, but she said I don't listen either. But I got a hundred over a hundred prophecies i'm gonna hit a few okay just a few i promise lunch will be there 
To you vegans that's here, I might just read all 100 just to make it to where you don't do something unholy. Okay? So the very first thing that we learn about and the very first thing that Jesus talks about is false teachers and false preachers. They will be abundant in the last times. Okay? They will be abundant. There will be an abundance of doctrines out there, an abundance of belief systems. Is the, is the general Baptist right or is the free will Baptist right? Is the United Baptist right or is the primitive Baptist right? Is, the, is it the, the, the church of the mountain assembly? Is it the church of God, the first church of God, the north church of God? I don't know. Is it, is it the Lutheran? Is it the Episcopalian? Is it, is it, I don't, is it the holiness church? Is it the Pentecostal church? Which one? Well, there's only one church. Man loves to divide himself. Man loves to say, well, this is what I'm going to believe and now who wants to follow me? Well, see, I'm not going to be that way. I'm a non-denominational preacher that follows the Bible. I've got one leader and his name's Jesus Christ, one Lord, one Savior, one God, one blood, one faith, one baptism, one heaven, and that's where I'm going. And I don't need to convince people to look at it and see it my way because I'm going to show you the Bible. And you need to believe what the Bible says. All of the Bible. Whatever it says, you believe that. And I don't need to be, take you to an Baptist convention and take you before the association and say, look this brother, he don't believe in divine healing only when he needs it. It kills me. You know, every Baptist, they, they, they're great people. And I'm not saying that they're not saved. But there's so many, so many people that says, well, I believe in the Bible. I'll believe in healing, but I ain't going to believe in that speaking in tongues. Ain't going to do that now. Why? Did the Bible say it could happen? Well, then just, just believe it. Because God's not going to segregate you in heaven. But I bet you if you needed a miracle and you didn't believe in it, when that doctor looked at you, if you didn't believe in healing and that doctor looks at you and says, listen, you're full of cancer, I bet you're going to want to have prayer for healing, right? You like grocery shelf believing. You just go to the grocery and pick out what you need for that day and I'll leave the rest. No, believe it, what it says. It is the Word of God and let God do the separating Let God do what He does. Let God take care of everything else. And you just believe it. That's all you got to do is just believe it. It's very simple. Just believe it. Alright? Very simple. So false teachers, false preachers, false doctrines, false belief systems, false prophets going out, man making making money of people, 2 Peter chapter 2 and 3, smooth talkers going out making merchandise of people. Fleecing God's flock. There's these people that's going to be here. Um, the Christian gospel will be preached to all nations. Matthew 24, 14, Mark 13 and 10, Revelations 14 and 6. Right now, as far as I know, there's, uh, uh, the, the Bible has been translated into over 2,400 language and dialects and has been preached that nearly 100% of the earth's population has heard it in every country. Okay. Global communications was foreseen. Revelations eleven nine uh, through ten. Revelations seventeen and eight. The Bible prophesied that the entire entire world would see certain events take place, and now that can happen in real time as it takes place. So global communications is another. 
forecast of end time prophecies. The ability to talk to someone right now in Beijing. Right now in Russia. Right now in Israel. I could make a phone call on this device and I could talk to somebody all the way around the globe. I can take a video and I I can get on Zoom and I can have an overseas meeting looking at someone as they are looking at me. So when the prophets are laying in the street dead and God raises them from the dead and the whole world's able to see it, presto, you're living in the age where that, that can happen. Uh, five, mankind would be capable of destroying all life. Matthew 24, 21 through 22. We, as a country, just the United States of America, could obliterate the world many times over. Just us. Jesus said that man would have the ability to do that. Okay? We're here, we're now. Uh, The use of nuclear weapons is anticipated. If you read uh, Zechariah 14 and 12, the neutron bomb is described. It melts and dissolves eyes that, that, that dissolves in their eye sockets and tongues in their mouth and a pile of bones at the sound of this loud noise, a pile of bones falls to the ground. That is, a, that is in fact, predicted in Zechariah 14 uh, and 12, the neutron bomb that burns up all oxygen in the air and in the atmosphere. There would be a, a great global cry for peace, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 3, such as never been heard before. Going on in your time. Eight, the Antichrist would use false peace to destroy many, Daniel 8, 23 through 25. With all the problems facing mankind today and multitudes are looking for a savior to usher in peace and prosperity. We're standing at the door. When the world is at war, basically, in spiritual warfare. Okay? In the last days, number nine, Israel would have a peace treaty in place that the Antichrist will confirm and break. Daniel 9 and 27. Currently, the world's governments are striving for that. The Antichrist is going to step in and seal the deal. Not long ago, I think it was back in 2006 or 7, Israel said they will blow Syria off the map if they try any kind of chemical warfare on the Israeli citizens. It's a ticking time bomb. Okay. 10, Damascus will be destroyed. Damascus is Syria. Okay. Isaiah 17 and 1. And 14, Jeremiah 49, 23 through 27, Amos 1, 3 and 5, Zechariah 9, 1 through 8. If you look, Syria is more and more in the news about their anti-Semitic stuff. Most all terrorists go and hide out there. Okay? 11, chaotic weather would be prevalent. Luke 21 25 and 26, Jesus foresaw the seas and the waves roaring in the last days. 
And also liken these signs to birth pangs, Matthew 24 and 8. Okay? It literally means like birth pangs to a woman, like, like a woman who's getting ready to give birth, the, 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 the pain that she feels becomes more and more frequent until birth actually happens. And so we're seeing these kinds of things happen more and more and more and more often, just like a woman who's about ready to give birth, indicating it's time, in other words. Man, oh man, 12. There would be a movement towards global government. Daniel 2 and 40 through 44, 7 and 23, Revelations 13, 7 through 8. The world, that's why you don't want to vote for a globalist. Good gracious. You want to vote for the nationalist, who is Donald Trump. The one who puts America first and doesn't want America to be governed by NATO. You don't want that. You don't want that to happen. And they're already calling for NATO to come in and make gun laws in America. You want the rest of the world telling you what you can do as an American? No, my ancestors fought, bled, and died and ran the beaches of Germany so that we could have the peace that we have today. Freedom isn't free. It's been paid for by the blood of patriots that's come and died. And as I've said many times in this congregation, Thomas Jefferson said the tree of liberty must be watered by the blood of every generation because somebody's going to want to take it from you all the time. All the time. Thirteen, Babylon will be rebuilt. Literally, formerly called Babylon, Genesis 10 and 10. Uh, Shinar, known today as Iraq, Zechariah 5 and 11, Isaiah 13, Saddam Hussein spent over 20 years trying to rebuild the city of Babylon. With his regime gone, the international community is still trying to figure out how to, how to rebuild Iraq. Babylon. 14, the fact that God flooded the earth in the days of Noah would be denied, 2 Peter 3, 5, and 6, even though there is this massive fossil evidence that everyone can see that there was, that's why they find oceanic life on the top of the highest mountains, is because why? There was water there. When God flooded the earth. 42 minutes and 36 seconds, I can't believe I've talked that long. Just a few more. An increased interest in vegetarianism. 1 Timothy, as I read, 4, 3, and 4. Uh, many wars erupt. Mark 13, 7, and 8. Ethnic conflicts would, pre, uh, would be prevalent. Mark 13, 7, and 8. Luke 21 and 10. We got it going on right now in the United States of America. It's black and white again. It's, it's ethnos. It's, it's ethnic groups against ethnic groups. Now, when the Bible says nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, that is not a reiteration of the same meaning. Nation is interpreted through the Greek as ethnos. 
ethnicities would rise up against ethnicities. The same thing that happened in the days of Hitler when millions of Jews were, uh, were exterminated as well as other races were exterminated because they were not of the Aryan race. Okay? Now we have it going on in America and America is about ready to engage itself in an ethnos war. Okay? It's going to happen. It's almost inevitable. When in 1835 through 1838, in the the Indian Removal Act, because of an ethnicity, people were taken from their land and pushed west. We had our own sort of holocaust here. Where people were rounded up, people were given a roll number, and everything they had was taken from them, and they were killed and relocated. Happened right here. One more. The earth would be filled with violence. Luke 17 and 26. Genesis 6, 11 through 13. Uh, looking this up in the United States alone, violent crime has increased nearly 500% just since around 1970. To now. Um, to think that 46 million children... Almost 50 million children are being aborted. The innocent blood is being shed in our land especially and throughout the world every year. That is violent crime. When now there's legislation on the floor, there's bills on the floor that a mother can execute their child even after it's out of the womb. Biden believes in that. My God, I hope that there's no one in here that has voted for that monster. That is the devil himself that would do such a thing. God help us. God help us. Only thing I can say And I'm not going to finish this list. I might have to do this. If the Lord wills it, I'll do it. If not, I won't. The only thing I can say is, God help us. God help us in these last days. God help us for what's coming to us. I tell you the truth, folks. If you are not ready to meet Jesus Christ in the air, And the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ is at hand. He's been calling to every people. I'm coming. Everyone in their right mind knows something's about to give. You don't have to be a Rhodes scholar. You don't have to be a biblical scholar to understand it and to feel it. You know it. We can't be this bad hardly any longer. We can't be killing kids like they did in pagan, in pagan temples, throwing them in the fire. We can't be doing that. God will not put up with that. And America will be destroyed because of it if we do not repent. The last days 
in the prophetic end time apocalyptic look, America is not mentioned. We're not there. I don't know if it means that we're no longer a country or if the fact is we're just not relevant. But we're not mentioned. Stand with me.